episode 215 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Farron. And I am here with the other co-host, Brooke. Just the other. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> other wonderful. Oh my goodness, I'm just being silly. I'm trying to pick popcorn out of my teeth with my tongue, and mm-hmm. so I can't multitask here, people. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Y'all know she's fabulous, I don't have to tell you. We are in week seven of our Kid Classic Summer Series, featuring stories you may have heard, stories you're reading now, or things you get a glimpse of while you're at church. And we're just deep diving in on a verse of the whole story. So make sure you're reading the context. Yes, we mentioned this at the beginning of the series, but I feel like it's worth another mention. It is surprising what's in Scripture Versus the imagery you might have from the books, like kids' books you might mm-hmm. have read, or movies. And so it is kind of neat to compare the two. You know, they talk a lot that the books are better than the movies. Are you, is that your stance? Yes. It's yeah. because it's true, Farron. I mean, I feel the same <laughs> way. Although the ones that I haven't read the books, those are the ones I'm like, but is it better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. This is why we want you to go back and read. So today we're talking about David and Goliath, classic underdog story fair and like you were saying you liked those a few episodes ago remember we talked about last week ruth and boaz got married they had obed who is the grandfather of david so obed had jesse samuel anoints david anyway we're gonna get there so the very next book after ruth is first samuel and that's where we're gonna continue the story there's some israelite drama because you know they want to be, they want to have a real clean, real king like everybody else. Like, why do all these other countries have a king? I want a king. And God's like, yo, but whatever, man. You know what that reminds me of? What? Wanting glasses. I mm. think everyone that has glasses, unless they needed them from birth, has a story about a time they thought they wanted glasses, were excited when they got them, and not too long after that, they're like, <laughs> actually, I don't want, I would rather just be able to see. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So God allows this whole king thing to happen, and that's where Saul came in. Saul was like the, so not Saul from New Testament, Saul from Old Testament. We'll give There's, him a last name. <laughs> give us a minute. We'll Saul, figure else. Saul the first king. Oh, okay. There we go. Anyway, who knows? I don't know. Saul king. King Saul. That guy. He was great at first, and then it's all kind of crazy in his head, um, you know. But then Samuel is the guy who is anointing these people, so he knows he's going to anoint David He's going to be the next king. When he anoints David, God leaves Saul and comes to David. So Saul immediately knows, oh no, something happened. Am I no longer king? Thoughts crazy. Demon is haunting him. Anyway, so this, so the spirit of the Lord leaves Saul, goes to David. David, Saul is being constantly tormented. Um, not constantly. Saul is being tormented by this evil spirit. And when he does... His counselor guys were like, hey, you know what you need is some really nice music. Um, I know a guy. His name's David. (laughs) So David's like, well, here I go. So he plays the harp for Saul. And every time he plays the harp for Saul, Saul is no longer tormented. And then David's like, man, I'm going to be the king. He's the current king. What is happening here? Anyway, there's lots to be said in this book. Make sure you're reading it. David becomes king like 15 years later after Saul tries to kill him like three times. All that to say, read the book. So we're in 1 Samuel chapter 17 at this point. 
the Saul and all of his guys are about to fight the Philistines, but then Goliath is like this big, strong guy. There are some histories and books and things that talk about having a champion that fights on your behalf or on the behalf of the whole team. It's like sending up a captain. Send us your best. Whoever dies out of these two, you know, the other guy wins. Not anymore. People have to die. So they send out Goliath. The Philistines send out Goliath. And he's like, wow, I'm this big, strong guy. And then Jesse, David's dad. All of the brothers of David are fighting in this war. They're hanging out. They're afraid of Goliath. Everybody's afraid of Goliath. And David walks up to give everyone lunch. And he's like, what's up, guys? And they're like, this Goliath guy's out there. And, he, and David's like, um, you'll realize that God's on your side, right? He's already like, promised the win. What's going on? All this to say, David's like, come on, guys. What are we worried about? I'm going to go fight. So he talks to Saul. Saul's like, eh. And so here is where this verse happens. That's a lot of context. You know, a couple of highlights. Um, <laughs> our church did a sermon on this not too long ago, and the pastor described David as bringing the Lunchables to his brothers <laughs> <laughs> at the time of war, which was, you know, one of those, like, are you listening? And it got a good laugh. But also, sending out a champion to fight on behalf of a whole people, I'm for that, unless I'm the champion. <laughs> And then I picture like Note the Israelites stepping up. Yeah, the Israelites side. They're like, "Weren't you just bragging you were the best last week?" Yeah. And you're like, no, man, no. On me. I, you're the best. <laughs> I'll admit that right now. And but Goliath apparently has no problem. So in David Waltz's First Samuel seventeen verse thirty-seven, the NLT says, "This is David talking." The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. <laughs> An afterthought. <laughs> All right, in the ESV. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. So this is one verse out of all the verses where Saul's like, are you sure? And then once he's like, okay, fine. Then David tries to put the armor on and the armor's too heavy. He's like, this is dumb. I'm going to take a rock and a slingshot because I've done it like this before. Yeah. I think of when I coach kids and they kick the ball with their toe mm -hmm. and I try to teach them the right way. And they're like, well, that's not how I do it. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I can, Tell me how your toe hurts later. I can only imagine the whole army. <laughs> seeing him shed the armor and the sword and picking up the rock and slingshot uh -huh. like they were glad they weren't having to do it but they were worried for him and yes. now they're like what oh. is he thinking yes but the backstory is also david was a shepherd and he has actually had to fight literal lions and bears oh my and he's won so he's like okay listen if god's gonna get me out of this situation and god already promised the win it's gonna be fine mm -hmm. we're gonna be fine Read, pray. Let's pray about it. Mm. I think that that's a really good point to build on to what you were just saying, Brooke, is that when we are in maybe some valleys, if we shift our perspective as these could be trials preparing us for future battles, maybe, um, that we ask God to uh, be with us through that. See us through that. We know we're not alone but help us get through the battles we're facing now so we can fight the bigger giants that may be ahead. And also, this sounds crazy, but maybe praying that God does prepare you. Because if a giant's coming either way, do I really want to fight a bear and a lion? No. But 
if I know that the, God can put me in situations to build certain skills, um, then I guess I'm going to ask for that preparation. Yes. <laughs> God does promise to equip us, and we are being equipped as we walk each day with him. So that is a very good point, Farron. I like David's confidence. There is no doubt in his mind that Goliath's going to lose. The Philistines are going to lose. Not a single doubt in his mind. I want that confidence. Mm-hmm. I want to be so bold and so confident to be like, why are we worried, guys? This is not a thing. Don't make it a thing. It's not a thing. But then, like you were saying, Farron, the bear and the lion, all those days shepherding the sheep. Whoa, look at that, shepherding the sheep. You'll see that later in the New Testament, everyone. But then he is, okay, I would be more afraid to fight a lion than a Goliath in my brain, in my human brain right now. Because I don't know what that lion's thinking. They don't move like I move. I don't know. But he beat the lion, beat the bear. And by he, I mean God, through David, this is where all this confidence is coming from. I feel like I could outrun a giant. I don't think I could outrun a lion. And I don't know. Bears, they're pretty fast. And they can climb trees. So if that's your plan, too bad. That's that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I like how you mentioned the whole preparedness because there are seasons where you need to pray for God, please prepare me for what is to come. But then also you can pray for God to bring those to light from what he's done in the past. Like, what were times? I know this test is coming up, or I know this big thing, event is coming up in life. What are some ways that I know I've walked through this before, or I know someone who has? Please put those people in my path. Help me have those good conversations. That way I feel more confident going into this later. We've used the phrase before that the battles you're facing now will be someone's roadmap later. And I think as a parent, we get to do that a lot where our kids are coming home and they're in certain school situations, friends, social situations, and maybe we had similar experience. And so Tori appreciates hearing those stories. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's like, but how did it end? (laughs) I'm still standing. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, well, it didn't end good, but if I had to do it over, I would try this. Or it took a while, but here's how it finally Mm -hmm. ended and, you know trying to connect the dots with her and that's great read pray talk how can we do this with our community that confidence that preparedness those are some words we've been using today how can we use that in our community well when you guys go back and read the story you'll notice that there is a section where david is asking a lot of questions to better understand the situation and so one thing that i thought we could talk about with those in our community is if you are facing a giant to, again, confide in those you can trust. And they may be able to provide you with more information or ideas or a fresh perspective on the topic that could help you fight your giants. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I don't know why it surprises me, but sometimes when I bring something up, they're like, oh, yeah, I've gone through that before, or I haven't done that exact thing, but here's what I did in this situation. So if you can pull the audience of trusted wise counsel there will be a solution of either one or combined things that you can try. Mm -hmm. Read, pray, talk, tell. Yes, so I'm thinking of a tell. Uh, Another one with Tori is that it's we're recording this at the end of the school year, and the end of the school year is crazy, especially for teachers, but I feel like as parents of kids in school too, it's just a crazy mm. time of year. Is Sports your, are ending. Is your pantry ready for the summer snack oh stomach? Oh my gosh, Walmart will have nothing when I go to the <laughs> store this weekend. But um, she just said, I feel like keep, things keep stacking up, mm-hmm. and nothing is 
coming down. And I was like, man, I think that all the time, like my to-do list is growing and not getting any smaller, even though I'm doing lots of things. And so, you know, if that's a giant in your life is focusing on taking it down, like one thing at a time. Yes. And so David didn't try to destroy Goliath all at once. He hit him in one part, the Mm -hmm. head, and then went and chopped it off. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh. encouraging people when you're those you lead that when you're facing hard things, we talk a lot about reflection. So, of course, thinking about other hard things you've accomplished, but trying to take something big and break it down into manageable chunks. Yes. I like how you're going on that because my thought is kind of going the same. Sometimes it may seem like a big task with very small solution. Obviously, God's a big deal, and he's the one who provided the way. But David didn't need that armor. He didn't need a sword. He What he needed was the, the small skill set he had of a slingshot, and God used that in a big way. So there might be something your kid's really good at, but eh, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But maybe it is, or maybe they'll use it later, or maybe they'll be practicing it all these years. That way, when they're 30, oh, man, I've been doing this for 20 years already, so here we go. Yeah, that makes me think of the idea that use what God's equipped you with. Yep. So I'm sure that many of the soldiers on that were facing Goliath wish that they had, you know, some crazy weaponry to take mm-hmm. him down. But David just used what he had and what skill set God gave him to take him down. He didn't need anything big and fancy. So Yeah, God's going to make a way. Every time. I love it. Okay. Wow. Oh. I feel like that went really fast, but maybe it's because I had to talk really fast with the context part. You've slow that one down, everyone. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> oh, I think you're doing a great I'm job. Sweating. <laughs> hey, Brooke. Hey, Farron. We talk about a lot in these episodes. We do. Sometimes I listen while driving or doing dishes, mm-hmm. and I wish I had it in written form. Oh yes. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna tell me? That we have a newsletter. We do. Yeah, that summarizes uh, some of the information from the podcast. We leave a little meat on that bone so you can go listen to it with resources and encouragement, and I always find them entertaining. Oh, good. Yes. I'm so glad. <laughs> but did you know some people don't receive those emails? That's not good. They're missing out. So if they're missing out, what can they do to not miss out? They should go to wittingritty.blog, and there will be places all over the website on the sidebar at the bottom on a pop-up that you can join our email newsletter, and you can get updates every week, and we update about life, things you can pray for, and also what's happening on the show. Perfect. Hooray. Okay, don't get left out. We'll see you next week. Bye.